0: I'm Cody and I'm Dana, and you're, and you're listening, listening to the God Dan Football like Podcast. James. Stomping through the club like I'm Rick James. Stomping through the club like I'm Rick
1: James. Stomping through the club like I'm Rick James. I get star status tonight, and we stop until they cut on the lights. That's right. Good morning, Vietnam. Oh, just kidding. <laughs> No, we are back, everybody. Uh, Good morning. It is 10.43 a.m., January 23rd, Saturday morning. We got a pretty good, pretty fun lineup today. I'm excited, and I'm going to go ahead and turn it on over to Cody to, to let you all know what we're talking about.
0: I'm excited also. I think this will be our best podcast yet. Oh, snap. We'll go through the list here. Um, we got some Buckeyes notes. We're going to talk about conference championship preview.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, Who we believe is the greatest Packers quarterback ever. Oh. Seems that the Eagles have found their head guy, their new head football coach. We'll talk about that. Some other things, Eagles related, and then we will do our conference championship picks. First on the list, um, I I was going to talk about uh, Fields finally did declare for the draft, which disappoints me. But um, Olave and Jeremy Ruckert, the the starting tight end, uh, both decided to come back. I don't know who's going to win that quarterback competition next year, but they are going to have a star-studded offense. That offense is going to be fucking loaded.
1: Uh, it, it definitely makes me super excited. I'm like, Fields, if you came back, you'd be a lock. Lock. <laughs> but here's the thing. He's already a lock for probably a top ten pick, so it's like, why come back? Aside from the fact that you could probably win a national championship and quite potentially a Heisman as well, you know, what means more? And, and, and you could potentially, the following year, go number one. Right. I mean he could go number one this year. I think the Jags are taking him, but we'll see. I
0: disagree. I, I I've already read reports that uh, Meyer has always wanted to coach Trevor Lawrence.
1: <laughs> so All right. Breaking news. Meyer didn't believe in his own quarterback that he brought in. Well to be better than Trevor Lawrence at least. He
0: didn't he didn't bring in Fields.
1: I thought he brought in Fields.
0: No. Meyer's last quarterback was Dwayne Haskins.
1: Yeah, but he would have still recruited Fields before he left.
0: No, he was already okay. because remember they they already had it all planned all season. Remember?
1: I don't remember. I to be honest, I I fell off the map in terms of Ohio State for a while, um, but I'm definitely getting back into things.
0: Yeah, it was the whole Ryan Day taking over was it was planned after the Mission game. Okay. The, the day after the Mission game is when they announced it. It was, it was day that they brought fields to Ohio State, but I still thought, you know, a week ago I would have I would agreed with you, like, so I thought maybe fields was an option there, but I read a report Myers always wanted a chance to, to coach uh, Lawrence. I guess he tried to recruit him to Ohio State, but he didn't choose us, so. Uh, I'm very excited about Ohio State next year, that, that loaded offense.
1: I'm excited for Olave. You mentioned something to me that just, like, went off like a light bulb in my head, you know? Uh, Maybe Olave's trying to do what Devontae Smith did and actually try and win the Heisman as a wide receiver. Wouldn't that be the coolest thing to see two wide receivers in a row after not seeing wide receivers forever? Yeah,
0: that would be sweet. Yeah, and I I do think that's why—well, that's not the whole reason, but I do think that's part of the reason why he's coming back. He saw that and was like, well, shit, if he can do it, I can do it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I guess that for that reason, it still disappoints me even more that Justin Fields isn't coming back. Because to me, in my mind, I'm like, man, if you come back, I know you're going to get money, you're going to get paid, and it's easy for anybody on the outside looking in to totally agree with that. Like, take the money and run, man. Like, you, you, on signing day, you make enough money to last your average person the rest of their life. <laughs> right. You know, I don't blame you for taking the money at all, but if you're not doing terrible on money, and I know any player at Ohio State gets quite a bit of favors, legal or not. <laughs> right. <laughs> In fact, college football has really started to make strides towards allowing that kind of behavior to happen um, just because they can't stop it. So you might as well let it happen and then try to control it.
0: I I do think that Felix was talking about it because I find it kind of weird that you you didn't hear nothing from... A lot of the popular guys from Ohio State And so the deadline. Deadline was creeping up, and then Trey Sermon came out and said he's said he was going to the draft because because of, I don't know if you knew this because of COVID, a senior. Can come back if he wanted. Yeah. Because they made, they changed the rules because of COVID.
1: They gave everybody an extra year of eligibility because of all the lack of games.
0: Right. Well, anyways, running back Sermon. When it went to draft, and then it was the next day, I read Justin Fields. I got a a report that Justin Fields had declared for the draft. And then it wasn't maybe 10 minutes later is when I got the report that uh, Alali announced that he was coming back. So I think they were probably talking, and then, I don't know, maybe Justin Fields went and talked to his family. like, you know, thinking about coming back, I don't know. I, I do think he was considering it, and I'll say that much.
1: I think he was considering it as well. To me, he's a first-round lock, though. So anytime you're a first-round lock, it's it's pretty difficult to come back and play college football. I mean, that's a hard decision. I don't know. I can't say I've ever been in that decision at all, but I, can just, I just try to picture it, and I'm like, you know, I remember playing football, and you get tight. You get real tight. You get to know – your teammates, and you are friends, close friends, you hang out all the time, that's your life, and you know, uh, I can just picture myself, if I'm like hanging out with all my best friends, and we get along really well, we're really successful together, and then some other business offers me like ten times the amount of money that I currently have, Basically, he wants to set me up to do what I already do, but I got to leave all my friends to do it. It'd be hard, you know? It's like, we're going to set you up for the rest of your life, but you got to leave all your friends behind, at least for now. That's not saying they can't come join you later, but... You yeah, know. I don't I don't
0: remember. I remember hearing a story a few years back. I don't remember if it was Tressel or Meyer, but one of them would always tell their guys, you got a fresh ride, to leave.
1: Yeah. I think that was Trestle.
0: Trestle? Yeah,
1: if you're a first round lock, then I want you to leave. It's not that I don't want you here. I want to see you succeed. Leave. So. You need to leave. I think Trey could go in the first. Trey Sermon as well.
0: Uh, towards I, I, the end. I don't think that's that's happening. Um,
1: He's gonna get. Ready. I think
0: maybe second in the second early third.
1: I think uh, depending on the hype that he gets, now he didn't have the type of season to. Yeah, if, if he would
0: have, if he would have played all year like he did when the uh, conference championship on, then he yeah he would probably be, he might even be the first running back off the board. Yeah. But, and if he wouldn't have played like that from the big in the Big Ten championship and against Clemson, like they were talking about him being a seventh round pick.
1: Yeah, I guess him getting injured in the championship game also kind of really screws his chances or his draft yeah. uh, ranking. Because that, that drops him, definitely. Probably in the, almost exactly like you said, lower second, upper third. You Because know, now you're showing injury proneness. Yeah. And especially if it happens at a big-time game when now we don't have the opportunity to see how you... Perform in a big time game, you know. Obviously, you perform well against Clemson, but I'm talking about the championship. You know, championships are different.
0: Yeah, ain't no bigger game than the championship game. Yep. We're gonna move on here to the conference championship preview. Just thought staying on the conference championship preview without making any picks.
1: <laughs> Not gonna make any picks, but y'all know who's gonna win, anyways, in my book. <laughs> I really am excited to see Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady rematch. I said it last week that I wanted Tampa Bay to win because I want a chance for Aaron Rodgers to go in and get redemption so we can lay the smackdown on Tampa Bay. I know that we're both completely different teams than when we originally played. I mean, obviously we're the same team personnel-wise and stuff, but both of the teams have developed uh much much more. Tampa Bay's finally found his passing game, but uh they don't got all three weapons. A B is out, Antonio Brown. Um so that makes that's a game changer for me. It was gonna be closer before, but now with Antonio Brown out, I do think that Packers can match up very well versus the other two stud receivers there. What are their names? Mike Evans.
0: And um, Godwin. Um, I can't remember his first name.
1: Evans and Godwin, yes. Um, you know, we got Kevin King kind of questionable for the game, but I think he's gonna play and I think he'll be fine. And Jair, um, honestly, we match up pretty well. Jair is the best corner in the league, so in my opinion, that we're gonna do just fine, defensively and offensively, uh, Tampa Bay can't play with us. As long as we execute to our level of, you know, our normal standard, Tampa Bay can't hang with us. Uh, we're going to put up points. They're not going to be able to stop us from doing that. So the only question is, you know, is Green Bay going to be able to stop Tampa Bay or is this going to be a shootout? Um, I think it's going to be Green Bay gets off to an early lead. It looks like Tampa Bay's coming back, and then we're going to, essentially just maintain that lead and keep scoring and Tampa Bay's going to get some kind of garbage points playing catch up the whole game but we'll come out two touchdown victory I don't know but I'm not making my official pick in that one um I, I'm just biased so everybody already knows you know uh who I'm picking now moving on to the AFC unless you want to you put in your opinion on the, <laughs> the NFC game
0: not, I mean I don't I don't say you're so confident. I really don't. Um, Because Tampa Bay's been rolling the last what, four or five weeks. And don't get me wrong, so it was Green Bay, but I mean, um, just A B being out to me, I mean, they went most of the season without him anyway. Um, don't get me wrong, he's still you know, he's 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 still I don't think he's great anymore. He's still good, but he's their third option. (laughs) I mean, and really, maybe even sometimes their fourth option because he's like Tom. You know, Tom Brady loves his tight ends, especially Mm -hmm. when one of them's named Gronkowski. Mm -hmm. So I mean, he he may be more of a a fourth or fifth or fifth option. Um, He's definitely their deep threat. I'll say that much. But I think it's going to be a good football game. I think it's going to be close. And uh, I already know who I'm picking later. I ain't going to say it yet, but I have (laughs) zero confidence in that pick. So on to the uh, Bills and uh,
1: Kansas City Chiefs. Bills and Chiefs, I, you know, uh, this is a little closer of a game because I picked the Browns. You know, to beat the Chiefs, uh, stupidly, right? You know, but, shit, that game was a lot closer than it should have been. Granted, you know, Mahomes left the game early, so.
0: Yeah, yeah. but also Browns got screwed over on call, too. I,
1: yeah, I think that very much so could have went either way, and the Browns impressed me. Uh, you know, they lost, and you could tell, you know, Chiefs did have a slightly better team. But, you know, Browns are right there, or Browns were right there. So, you know, that makes me think um, just the way the Chiefs have been winning, I guess, for the last five, six weeks in a row. They're all nail biters. And, you know, we've seen those, those teams win nail biters all the way through the Super Bowl. But I feel like it's going to catch up with you eventually, and it's gone on for so long, and the Bills are just so hot. I really see Josh Allen and the Bills hanging right up there with the Chiefs and it could come down to just, you know, this this might be a shootout and it could come down to just whoever has the ball last. So, you know, uh it's a it's a fun matchup. I really like it.
0: Yeah, I'll tell you what, uh you know, I I'm going to go off Go well, off course here for a minute. I want to talk about Josh Allen. And I, I didn't notice this until I watched their playoff game last week against the Browns. Because I watched that game at home. You know, all the time you hear about all oh, this guy's that Brett far. Watch that kid the fucking football, man. He's literally a bigger, faster version of Ford. <laughs> Cause that's all they did. That's all they did against. Uh, who was it the Bills play? No, I don't even remember. The Ravens. Yeah, it was. It was the Ravens. Literally, dude, they didn't run the ball like at all until like the second half. Yeah. But that's all they did was throw the ball.
1: They did an old school game play or game plan. You used to see that very often. You know, we're talking in in Favre's heyday. You would see teams game plan this this method. They'd go in going super run heavy or super ha- pass heavy in the first half, and then in the second half they would almost flip the script because the team got so like used to you know them being super run heavy or super pass heavy. I thought they got pretty run heavy in the second half, but they they rightfully so they closed it out. Well, know? I mean the game
0: was was.
1: I'm about out reach at that point. Right. Um, and that's the way to do it. You know, sometimes um, other teams do a balanced attack like the whole game, and they have a play action that's dependent upon the run and stuff. Um, you know, I think if you mix it up and you can do a little bit of everything, it's great. And, you know, I think the Bills could. They for sure have the ability to do a little bit of everything. And so do the Chiefs, though. As long as Pat Mahomes is hundred percent,
0: right, and, and this is another, it's another good matchup, and I'm not confident. I'm, you will know, my pick later, but I'm not confident in it. Um, it's it's the quarterback matchups in these games are just phenomenal. It's absolutely phenomenal. Yeah,
1: this is the um, best quarterback matchup, conference championship week I've ever seen.
0: Yeah, I can't remember. <laughs> I mean, it almost you almost always have some freaking bum sneaking in. There, you right. know what I mean?
1: Yep. Almost <laughs> I always. I don't know how many times, like in the past, I remember freaking the Bears making it, you know, and who who was it? They, they made it on pure defense, but they had no quarterback. I forget his name. Jay Cutler? It wasn't even Cutler. You oh, no, you're
0: even, talking about Rex Grossman.
1: Re- yeah, I was like, <laughs> how the <laughs> hell... Did the Bears make it to the freaking NFC Championship?
0: No, not only did they make it to the NFC Championship, they made it to the Super Bowl. Yeah, no, they made it to
1: the Super and then they got stomped. Yeah,
0: they got stomped <laughs> by Peyton Manning. <laughs> well, just like the year, the year the Eagles won the Super Bowl, it was Nick Foles, Case Keenum, um, who was that, that 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 guy that played for uh, uh He he played for Jacksonville. Blake Bortles? Yeah, but Blake Bortles, and then there was Tom Brady. That was the four quarterbacks in the conference. I mean, that's terrible. Yeah. That is just downright. I mean, you basically got three backup quarterbacks in that list, and then you got Tom Brady. Yep.
1: And let me guess, Patriots won that year. <laughs> no, he was dead. Oh, oh, no, no That's all right. That's all right. That's the year Foles freaking came out of nowhere and actually was playing well.
0: Yeah, he was on. He was on fire. Um, but yeah. You almost always have a bum sneak in there. Which, I mean, I will say this about Josh Allen. This is his only good season so far.
1: Right. He's not proven yet, but. So, um, I mean. I mean,
0: maybe, you know, three years down the road we'll find out that Josh Allen was that bum.
1: If it weren't for Pat Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers, and honestly, Pat Mahomes fell off at the end of the year. So, really, if it weren't for Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen is MVP. He's second place. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a hell of a season. You know, you got to put him right up there with the others right now, at least.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, like I said, in three years we'll find out if he's he's still playing to that level or not.
1: Yep. (laughs) Absolutely. All right, we didn't make our picks, but I think you guys know who we like.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Next we're going to talk about who was the best QB in Packers history. Oh man. Um I'm going to let Danny go. This is his team. I'm going to let him go first on this.
1: I can tell you I have personal history with the Green Bay Packers. Obviously, that's why I'm such a huge fan. You know, when I was a child, I met uh, I met Brett Favre. I've talked about this on on prior episodes. Um you know, and I had some family members that were Packers fans as well that kind of helped influence me. But I, I made that decision completely on my own to become a Packers fan. Uh, I had a, a true passion for NASCAR racing back in the day and was sent uh, to Florida by the Make-A-Wish Foundation because uh, I had a, a, a pretty rough uh, couple years as a child. Um, while I was down in Florida, Favre was actually down there doing some autograph signing. Um, <laughs> I'm down in Florida for the Daytona Five Hundred, and I meet Brett Favre at autograph signing, where I also met Sterling Marlin, who was my favorite NASCAR driver. Never heard of him. <laughs> Yeah, he, uh, he actually won a couple Daytona 500s. He's, you know.
0: I mean, I've, I've never really been a big man. I know Gordon, okay. Gordon Wallace, and, and Earhart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh,
1: but anyways, you know, um, I was already a Packers fan before I met him. But from that point, it was so solidified. And, you know, like from meeting Brett Favre, it was so solidified in my head like I'm a lifer. That dude was amazing. Signed a football for me. Treated me like gold. Um, sure, I'm a little bald headed kid, so uh, who looks very sick and everything. I mean, anybody's gonna be nice to them, but I don't know. I just felt like he took time out of his day to give me extra attention, and you know, uh, so did a lot of people at that time. But I'll always have a spot in my heart for Brett Favre. That said, you know, the, the question really is who's the best quarterback in Packers history? And you got to think about past quarterbacks. And you also obviously have to think about Aaron Rodgers and their cor- current quarterback. And I feel like, you know, if you're going to have this conversation, obviously you got Brett Favre. What did he do for the Packers? I mean, one of the most iconic players in NFL history, just his personality, put her in the old vice, you know, Uh, (laughs) that guy was amazing, and just the happiest, he was a a kid playing football, he's out there playing backyard football, and he, I don't know how many times I was playing backyard football, and I imagined being Brett Favre, you know, he went to the, the Pro Bowl for them 11 times, Won us a Super Bowl, was in tons and tons of funny movies and commercials, became famous well beyond the NFL. I will never, ever forget that. And, you know, then I start to think about, okay, has anybody else been that iconic? And I think Aaron Rodgers is, He he's not that iconic, but he's done more. Statistically and performance-wise, and he's who's here and now, more talented for sure. Um, you know, so it, it it's hard to answer that question, who's the best. And then I also, I can't forget about Bart Starr. Because, you know, uh, I never experienced him in that era and what he meant to the Packers. But I know what he meant in terms of historically, and how he's treated and respected among the Packers organization. And I've watched some of his old games, and man, that guy was a straight baller. Um, You know, he coached the Packers for years after Lombardi. He, you know, just blood, sweat, and tears is the reason that the Packers are uh, such a solid organization not the reason but is one of the key contributors so it, i'm like man i've been spoiled uh all packers fans have been spoiled to, to have three like dead lock nfl hall of fame quarterbacks in history in the last hundred years play for your team you might as well say, not hundred years um what, 1960?
0: I'd say 60-ish. 60, yeah. 70 years.
1: Yeah. So 60, 70 years. Um, I mean, that's a long, long time to be to have successful quarterbacks. Uh, we've, we've had some duds. Cody actually did some research on that and uh, let him talk about that for sure. But to have three lock Hall of Famers, it's hard to choose. Um, but honestly, if I had to choose just from a personal aspect, I will never forget what Bar- Brett Favre means to me. Um, so I, surprisingly to, to many, cause I'm a huge Aaron Rodgers advocate. Uh, I think Aaron Rodgers and I are more alike than Brett Favre and I, uh, cause I'm more of an intellectual like Aaron, uh. But I'm definitely a big kid like Favre too. So, you know, uh, I'm, you know, they practically helped mold who I became as a human, along with obviously the people who are near and dear to me. But, in terms of dreaming big and and becoming a bigger person as you grow, you know, Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers are definitely two people that I always idolized. So, they're pretty equal. But if I had to pick one. You know, if I absolutely had to, gun was against my head, it'd be Brett Favre.
0: Well, let me tell you, you're right. <laughs> um, I got a, another buddy of mine. You know him, Jerry. I'm sick and tired of hearing him say, Aaron Rodgers is the GOAT. I so it's like, dude, he's not even the GOAT of his own Organization, but but I will say Aaron Rodgers can be, he can still be, and I'm going to tell you how right now. Oh. All right, here's what Aaron Rodgers must do to become the Packers' greatest quarterback ever number one. He must make at least one more Super Bowl appearance. He doesn't even have to win. Just an appearance. and He's only one game away from that right now. Number two. He must break Favre's playoff wins. Which is the record for an NFC. Aaron Rodgers has ten. And... Um, Brett Favre has third or no has twelve. Aaron Rodgers must have three more wins, and that could be easy, as, as I say. Packers won the Super Bowl. That, that's two of them. He's gonna be tied with Favre All he'll need is one more. Um, uh, number three. Break uh, his touchdown record. Number four. Break his wins record. Number five, at least tie his Pro Bowl. The amount of Pro Bowls he has. I got I got one more. Now see all these all these he can do all these I have to do this name he can do by the end of two thousand twenty
1: two. Yep. In the next two years.
0: Now this next one I think it may may take a year longer than that. It may may take into the third season. And that's the passing yards. Because Bars got 61, 655 and I think Rodgers has I think it was just over 50.
1: Yep. I don't think Rodgers cares as much about the yards but he might.
0: To me this this is all the things that that Rodgers must do to become the Packers all time greatest quarterback.
1: Maybe in some other episode we'll talk about what he must do to be the goat, which I think is unachievable considering how many touched or how many Super Bowls Tom Brady has.
0: Well, see to me, Tom Brady's not the goat. No? I don't, I don't uh... I don't really base goats off championships. It does help. Um, Don't get me wrong. I'm not about to claim somebody's a goat if they have no championships. (laughs) I mean, you have to. Right, you gotta be able
1: to take your team there at least.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, you gotta have at least a few. Like for me, Peyton.
1: Yep, multiple Super Bowls. Peyton is. But, always the reason whether or not they had success or not. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. like.
0: And, and I just, he was like an offensive coordinator on the field. And I just, I don't think there's ever going to be anybody like that or even close to being like that. Um,
1: I think Rodgers is like that. But I think... The The big difference is, especially in this new offense under Lafleur, Rodgers isn't calling the plays, whereas Peyton Manning literally would just call all the plays. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, there, there was no need for an offensive coordinator. They ran his offense.
0: <laughs> yeah, Adam Gase, who just got fired by the Jets and was with the Dolphins before that, has made a killing off Peyton Manning. That's who was his offensive coordinator in Denver. Yeah of the years he was in Denver, was Adam Gase. Like, Adam Gase is literally... His his children should be kissing down <laughs> to Peyton Manning. Because, dude, you literally did nothing. Nothing. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> yeah. But, I mean... And like I said, I, I've, I've said before, Peyton Manning won, and for me it's Brett Favre too. So... I do believe Aaron Rodgers can get to two. I just don't think he can I I don't there's there's nothing
1: to me he's gotta keep playing uh for another five years and he's gotta win at least two more Super Bowls. So one this year and one more to be greatest of all time. And not only win those Super Bowls, but be the reason that you won those Super Bowls. You know what I mean? Like, without him, you didn't get there.
0: I I still to me that's still not enough, but I will say that you have an argument.
1: Yeah,
0: I will admit that. I mean, like, if if that happens, then you have an argument. I mean, cause cause like we talked last time, you can make an argument for five hundred different players to go. You yep. know what I mean.
1: And we're and, not talking about who's the most talented because to me it's a lock. That is Aaron Rodgers in terms of physically gifted. Oh yes. Like, uh, talent, intelligence, like potential, whatever you want to call it, like, you know the, who, who's the, the most optimal. Like, quarterback you could put together that exists currently, you know. I think that's Aaron Rodgers, but, um, you know. One episode I really want to do is, you remember how, like, um, I forget what it was. There was. As a kid, there was that game where you could take, like, certain parts off of certain characters and mix and make your, your perfect, you know, character. I want to have an episode where we make the perfect quarterback. We're, we're going to combine all the different parts of quarterbacks and we're going to make categories for them and you know, rank which quarterbacks were the best ever at that, <laughs> and I want to okay. see what we come up with. That'd be kind of cool.
0: Yeah, I, I, I've seen stuff like that on Facebook before, but yeah, we can do that.
1: But I think it's time. Uh, unless you got more to more to talk about on that, uh, we can definitely move on to some more recent news in NFL.
0: Um, yeah, um, but first, one thing that I, I want to add in here that I didn't add, and I, I forgot about it. So, you, you're just going to have to go on the fly on this one.
1: Sounds good to me.
0: Um, the Kansas, or Andy Reid, I, th- I think it's time to start talking about him as the goat of head coaches. Because i seen a, a stat, and I, I, I'm kind of, you know, Andy Reid was head coach of the Eagles when I became a fan, and, He's still my all time favorite head coach. So I'm a little biased. But, but, so the Kansas City Chiefs are the first AFC team in history to go to three, to, to be the home team for three straight AFC championship games. Only one NFC team has ever done it. Can you take a guess what NFC team has done? The 2002 through 2004 Philadelphia Eagles also coached Uh by Andy Reid.
1: That is very impressive. That is an amazing stat right there. Um, So get first place in the whole conference three years in a row. Yeah. and he's done it twice in the AFC and in the NFC. Yes that's fantastic. that's a yeah. good stat <laughs> yeah
0: that's a very good stat um, and, I, 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 and, and, and he may not be the, the, the number he, he may not be number one but you he, he definitely gotta start talking about him being top three at least top five coaches yeah. to ever coach in the NFL.
1: Oh absolutely I think so too. Uh he's making a name for himself Um, you know the only thing that's outshadowing him in today's era is Bill Belichick you know um, just because of all the Super Bowls and repeated trips to the Super Bowl but you're also seeing a side of that Bill Belichick Tom Brady story this year that you've never seen in in the past and that Belichick's getting exposed a little bit of his philosophy, you know. It's either his way or the highway. Um, and Bruce Arians, the coach of Tampa Bay, is like, yeah, Belichick wouldn't let Tom Brady coach. I just stand back and watch in awe at his, you know, intelligence and his ability to to help people develop. Belichick wouldn't let him do that.
0: I mean, again, I'm, I will never, just like with Tom Brady... I was gonna bring this up last when we were talking about quarterbacks, but I mean, my thing with the Patriots is they've been caught cheating too many times.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, once, you know, okay, fine, you know, but it's been two or three times, and it's I I just cannot hand you goat status if you've been caught cheating. I'm sorry, it's just. That's just how I feel.
1: I definitely agree, and I think too many people forget about all the cheating scandals.
0: Yeah, because there hasn't been one in a while. It's it's, it's been a minute since there was one. Yep. Um, And the first one was real bad, and that that one happened
1: a long time ago. Spygate? Yeah. Um, Then there was Deflategate. Yep. And then what's the most recent?
0: I think I think maybe that is the only two. I was thinking there was a third one, maybe not.
1: There was a third issue. It was their the uh, Patriots owner was part of a prostitution ring.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. And they were, they were making, they were making fun of it like prostitution gate or something like that.
1: Yeah. <coughs> that's not cheating, but you know. <laughs> yeah. is, we'll just leave He's that. Cheating on his issue. wife. But
0: <laughs> <laughs> um. I just, I can't hand goat status to somebody who's been caught cheating. I'm, I can't do
1: it. I, I agree. And I'll never forget about those two things now. Honest, I, I can say honestly, though, Deflate Gate, I'm iffy on that because.
0: Oh, don't get me wrong. I think Defl- Deflate Gate was bullshit. Yeah. But, but, you, you still were caught cheating. Yeah. Spygate is the cheap. one.
1: Yeah, Spygate is the the one absolute that I'm like. You know, you can't send spies to pick up the play calls and and, and basically
0: record them.
1: Record them and and know what is coming, because that is such an unfair advantage. You literally know exactly what the offense is calling, and you know the perfect defense to line up in. To try and beat it, you know, literally what play they're about to run.
0: Yeah.
1: Like that's and, and all, fun, all that went. No down. wonder you were winning all those games.
0: All that went down when when and he was went to one of them Super Bowls that they were they were caught cheating. There. Yep. And like, you know, I've never gotten over that because, like, Andy Reid and McNabb, like, they used to work their ass off back then. I'm sure Andy Reid still works his ass off. But, like, I, I remember, like, Andy Reid would, would stay the night in his, in his office and McNabb would show up there at 4 a.m. in the morning. And, you know, one of Andy Reid's um, kids overdosed on drugs, living in Philly. You know, if Andy Reid had not been home more often. I, I'm not saying it's Andy Reid's fault. But maybe if he had been home more often and wasn't working so hard, you know, maybe he could have, you know.
1: Then again, maybe he's providing a good example of life dedication right. to something as well. You know, you you can't judge
0: somebody either way, but. I'm just trying to say, like, like, this is how hard this man worked. Right. And, like, I always thought, you know, even after reading McNabb, like. Eagles win another Super Bowl, it'll make it all go away for me. And it didn't. Like, like Eagle won the Super Bowl, I was like, yay! But it it did not make that feeling go away, because, like, and then I watched Danny Reed win the Super Bowl last year with the Chiefs, and I was so happy for him. But then again, I was pissed, because, like. Eagles let him go. No, it wasn't about it wasn't about the fact that the Eagles let him go, it was about the fact that Bill Belichick fucked him over from having that moment in Philly. Yeah. You know, that that's what everyone to say with Doug Peterson, oh, he's the first coach in the Eagles history to win a Super Bowl. He shouldn't have been. It should have been Andy Reid. Yeah. Period. Yeah, I I just yeah, it's time to start talking top five for Andy reason,
1: greatest coach ever. I can definitely agree there. And, uh, you know, obviously, Vince Lombardi will never, ever be topped as, like, the greatest pioneer coach in NFL history, like... He is so iconic that they named the Super Bowl trophy after him. You know, uh, but that we're talking about the startup of the NFL. You can never forget that NFL is just different now. So who's the greatest? You know, NFL coach. Maybe we, we changed that a little bit to, you know, in the last sixty years or something. Because um, then you, you know, got a runaway, but also can't forget about you know, the Packers under Vince Lombardi have like ten national championships or something like that. World championships. World championships, yeah. I
0: don't know if it's ten, but
1: uh, we have thirteen. Total world championships before Super Bowls. It was a, a runaway.
0: Are you sure they're all by Vince,
1: though? No, that's what I'm saying. I think it was like 10 of them were Vince and then. Oh, okay.
0: yeah. I know. Legals were the only team that ever beat Vince in a championship game. Yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah, um, and Vince is one of the guys that comes to mind when I, when I, when I, why, if, if you take Vince Lombardi away, then I, then I, I'm dead set on the injuries the best ever. Nice. And, and that's because Belichick and it's cheating. Yeah. Um. Like I said, I cannot hand dope status to somebody who cheats.
1: Yeah, and I don't like Belichick's style. Granted, it has won. But I don't know. I I just disagree with it's my way or the highway. Obviously, it works, you know. Um, But I think if you look at who Vince Lombardi was and who Andy Reid are, uh, they're definitely people who get the best out of their players. They're hard-nosed. A lot of times it is their way or the highway, but then there's also plenty of times where they allow their players to be who they are, you know, um, and bring out the best in them and make them believe in themselves. And there's such a big difference on that. I don't know how many oh. times I've seen film of Belichick and stuff. And he's like, you have to do this. No, you can do it. I don't care what you think. You're gonna do it, and if you don't do it, bye. Sort of attitude. Oh, my
0: thing with Belichick is like, I'm starting to think that he just got lucky that Tom Brady fell in his lap.
1: There's definitely some of that. Um, Obviously, because after because
0: gone, the way he coaches rem- kind of reminds me of a, a worse extent of the way Chip Kelly did. That have been like, like, let's say, because this, this truly went on back in 2012. The Eagles wanted Russell Wilson. Okay? Mm-hmm. That was Andy Reid's last year as, as the Eagles head coach. They ended up taking, uh, Seattle jumped him, took Russell, and then the Eagles took Foles. So let's say Seattle doesn't jump him. Let's say the Eagles draft Russell Wilson. Andy Reid still gets fired. Russell Wilson falls in Chip Kelly's lap. Chip Kelly's probably still a coach of the Eagles. And he's probably running something a lot like Belichick's running. Probably. Maybe not quite as many Super Bowls. But,
1: like... I mean, Russell Wilson would have... Fell in his lap. Russell Wilson in a Chip Kelly offense would be scary. Yeah. Because Chip Kelly was so creative and innovative and used a, a running quarterback, like, fantastically. Uh, Russell Wilson in one of his offenses, yeah, would be, like, the perfect quarterback. For. Well, uh,
0: to me, that um, there was two issues with Chip Kelly. It wasn't his coaching. It, it was the fact that he couldn't deal with superstar players kinda of like Belichick. Yeah. I mean really the only superstar player that's ever played for New England that I can remember that I truly had a like a, a diva mindset would have been Randy Moss.
1: Yeah. And he basically told Randy Moss, Keep your mouth shut or you're gone.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Either you wanna win a Super Bowl or shut up. You know. And and that that was Chip Kelly. He he just believed like I'm the dictator. What I say goes. And If you speak up against me, you're gone. Yep. That's why he got rid of Deshaun Jackson. He got rid of Lashawn McCoy in their prime. And then. And that's stupid. The second problem is the fact that he he kept trying to get he kept trying to get pocket pro style quarterbacks to run his system.
1: Yeah, and his system was so perfectly set up for a quarterback who could throw in the pocket but was more like of a run threat or was a run threat at least. Like
0: well, Originally he showed up and it was, it, Vic was the starting quarterback. Yeah. And, and and I don't know if you remember how Chip the Chip Kelly Air started out in Philly with Vic, but it, it was it was amazing. Like people it was just, people didn't know what to do.
1: Yeah. And then Vic fell apart because they started to realize, oh, yeah, it's still the old Vic. We just got to blitz him. Well, that's not Chip Kelly's fault. Vic, you know. Well, also
0: Vic tore his hamstring that year. Yeah. And then Foles came in and had, he had had a good season. 28 touchdowns and only two interceptions. And then the following season, he he stuck with Foles, and Foles looked like shit really let's be honest here Foles is a backup quarterback. Yeah. He's not a starter. So then he goes the following year, um, which is when he won he won basically dictatorship within the organization over our uh our GM Howie Roseman, who's still our GM. He won power over him and went and uh oh. traded for Sam Bradford we don't know how that worked out. Yep. Well, not well. Um, and I always wondered because uh, it was wasn't it? A, yeah, it was fifteen when when Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota came out, and there was a rumor that that Chip Kelly sent a package to Tennessee to trade up to number one to take Mariota. Mariota. Is it Mariota or whatever? Marcus Mariota. <laughs> um, and, and the package was crazy. I mean, it was like Fletcher Cox. It was a whole bunch of players and um, like three first-round picks, two second-round picks, and a third-round. I mean, it was, it was like it was a crazy package. Um, but I was wondering, like, how that – if if they would have took that package – you know, how it would up working out.
1: Yeah, that's pretty scary. Because Mary Odin, he was okay, but...
0: Oh, well, he was a Heisman trophy winner for Chip Kelly in Oregon.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, he was a perfect fit for that system. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah. And, and I'm going to talk a little bit more about Chip Kelly here in this next segment. You ready to move on from... Let's do it. Okay, um so the Philadelphia Eagles have finally hired a head coach, Nick Sirianni, offensive coordinator for the Indianapolis Colts. Um real quick before I get started, I'm gonna let Dana uh, say his thoughts on the hire.
1: I like the hire, um Nick Sirianni has definitely been a a very solid offensive-minded coach. I think the Colts have, you know, had a a very good offense. Um, Granted, it's highly dependent upon a good quarterback, but I honestly think, you know, this is a chance for Carson Wentz to be that guy. Um... Jalen Hurts is is good and everything, but, um, you know, Carson Wentz, here's your chance to make that comeback and be that guy again, essentially, um, because you're going to have an offense that's designed to show your strengths. That's, that's my biggest take is this opens the door for Wentz to – you know have no excuses it's not it's not the coach anymore you know um, no excuses you got to come out and you got to you know you got to play to the level that we think you're capable of playing and i think he'll do that you know he's got a coach who's going to come in and believe in his ability but if it also is going to be a surprise to me if Sirianni doesn't come in or is going to be interesting to me to see how Sirianni handles it. Is he going to come in and make it a quarterback competition or is he going to say, no, Wentz is the guy? Because that's what Wentz needs to hear for his ego or, you know, at least for his confidence. But you got to be realistic as a coach, too. If, you, if you're not familiar on a personal level with these two quarterbacks um, and in terms of, you know, Jalen Hurts was a first round pick. Uh, You got to give the guy a shot. He was a second round pick. Second round pick? Okay. Um, You got to give the guy a shot, you know, to earn what his value is to the team as well. So uh, it'll be real interesting to see. I think with the Eagles firing a Doug Peterson, they made a statement that they still believe in Wentz. And I think. Uh, it would be real interesting to see how Sirianni handles coming in the quarterback situation.
0: If um, you notice, I'm going to piggyback on Doug Peterson. Um, we had talked about last week about uh, how the report was that he had said he wanted to move forward with David Hurts while the organization wanted to move forward with Carson Wentz. I also found out it was uh, he was also fired because um, the Eagles wanted him to bring in a offensive coordinator from outside of the organization to help him with Wentz, and he wanted to promote his quarterback coach, who Carson Wentz had his worst year under as his offensive coordinator. Oh wow! And Jeff Lawrence said. I guess that I guess that's what really got him fired. Jefferson, I know. Like, no, no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he just had his worst season ever, and you want to promote this guy? Yeah. Obviously, whatever he did wasn't working.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. But as far as Nick Sirianni, um, what's funny is he's actually. He's the OC, the offensive coordinator, of Doug Pearson's original offensive coordinator in Philly. Frank Reich. (laughs)
1: That's
0: what's funny. Um, I'm very excited about the hire. Um, I know it came down to Josh McDaniels. who I'll I'll be honest. Josh McDaniels would have been my pick. Um,
1: He's the big name. He's the flashy guy. Like Yeah. Um, for sure.
0: Not only that, I know that, you know, at the time that he was favored, um, I thought Howie Roseman had too much power as a GM, which that may have changed. We'll talk about that later. But I know that Josh McDaniels will go fight for power. Yeah. He won't just be a puppet. Yep. Um and then there was Nick Seriani and then Deuce Staley. Um why Deuce continues not to get a shot. I mean the Eagles have interviewed him twice for head coaching in twenty sixteen when they hired Peterson and then this time when they hired Nick Seriani. And no other team ever gives him an interview. And at least he's part of the head coach. I guess the Bears will bring him in as an assistant now. Because I'm pretty sure he's done with the Eagles. He's been there since 2012. And he's only been promoted once. He's been the running back's coach for since Chip Kelly was there. So he's probably going to leave. Um... I've I done some dug, digging up. Um, it was Jeffrey Lurie, the owner, who wanted Nick Ciariani. Um, Who Nick Ariani was endorsed by John Dorsey. John Dorsey was hired to be a consultant to RGM GM, Howie Roseman, because of uh, Roseman's issues with bringing in good players and drafting good players. Do you know who John Dorsey is? Definitely heard the name. John Dorsey is a GM that was in Kansas City with Andy Reid. Um, he he helped draft Patrick Mahomes, Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey with the Chiefs. Um, and then he went to the Browns as a GM, helped draft Baker Mayf- Baker Mayfield, Nick Chubb, and traded for uh, Jarvis Landry and Odell oh no, Beckham Jr.
1: So this guy knows how to land him.
0: <laughs> so um, I know he had, he had a lot of influence um and getting Sirianni this job cuz I guess he tried to get he tried to get Sirianni the job in Cleveland. But uh, the Colts or yeah, the Colts were in the playoffs at the time. And Sirianni said he wasn't He was going to worry about coaching the Colts. And then they, they decided on a different head coach or whatever by the time the Colts were done. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm really excited about this hire. Um, and something else I want to bring up. Through Jeffrey Lurie's tenure as the Philadelphia Eagles owner, he honestly doesn't make a bad hire. Um, you can, I guess, you can if you want to consider Chip Kelly a bad hire. He was fired with a winning record with the Eagles. Now, when he went to San Francisco, he had a losing record. But with us, you know, he only had he he had a winning record. Um, actually, every coach that. Lurie has hired and then fired, has a winning record. Um, but the three that are in common are Andy Reid, Doug Peterson, and now Nick C. You know, um, they were getting attention from nobody else. Um, there was underrated or hire. And hopefully just like uh hopefully Ciarani will have the same in common when Doug Peterson and, and Andy Reid they both took the Eagles to the Super Bowl. Let's hope he wins the Super Bowl. Um, I believe I believe he will get this thing turned around quickly. Um not really going to say we're, I don't, I'm not going to sit here and say we're going to compete for the Super Bowl right away next year, but I definitely think we can win the division, let's be honest, it's a shitty division anyway, And, and, and make it to the postseason, and see what happens from there.
1: Yeah, if I'm in, what, NFC East, right? Yeah. If I'm in the NFC East, I'm chomping. At the bit to be the, the team that can take over because it's a pretty shitty division. That you, all those teams, all they need is like one little thing, and they could easily have ten win season.
0: Yeah, um, I'm pretty confident about our direction. Um, we and then with being the worst team in the in the division, um, and and that's the thing he's got going for him. Nick Sciari, he's going to have six picks in the draft. And um, there's guys like Devontae Smith and Jamar Chase at receiver. We could use a re- another receiver, especially a number one. Um, the cornerback, we could use another cornerback. You got Patrick Satan Jr. Or Patrick, sorry, Patrick Sutan uh, uh Kyle uh, Pitts, a tight end from Florida. I mean, there's um, the linebacker out of Penn State, Micah Parsons. I mean, there's, there's a lot of good football players that are sitting there. So he's got that, that going for him. Um, I, I, and, and Howie Roseman, he's not good at, at, at really talent evaluation. But what Howie Roseman is good at is Cap. Is money moving money around? Um, like listen to this. All he did was restructure. He, he restructured three contracts: Fletcher Cox, Alshon Jeffrey, and Malik Jackson. Mm-hmm. And saved the Eagles thirty million dollars by restructuring three contracts.
1: Damn. Of cap space or yeah. yeah.
0: Wow. That's how smart he is. That, and that's why I think that's the real reason why Lurie don't want to fire him. it is because of how smart he is when it comes to money yeah um and i and I think he'll he'll get us i mean we're way over the cap and I think he's gonna get us under the cap and we're gonna you know make some moves for your and see add some players go to the draft um I think the team's gonna look a little bit different next year than than it has in years past like. A lot of the veterans that were there, especially during the Super Bowl, like I think a lot of the guys are gonna be gone. Yeah. Just because they're getting paid way too much money for their age. So yeah. Um Oh, one other thing on the Signorati. Um I don't know who he's gonna bring in as a D coordinator, but I, I'm I'm really hoping the Eagles switch back to a three four. I I would love to see a switch back to a 3-4. That would
1: be cool. Um,
0: And I don't think it would uh, take all that much.
1: I really do want to see a defensive coordinator in the NFL that is, I don't know if it'll ever happen, but I want to see a a multi-defense. That's what Seattle does. They mix it up between 3-4 and a 4-3. Uh-huh. And a 5-2, you know, like, okay. just depend. You know, I love that.
0: It's a 3-4 hybrid. Okay. Yeah.
1: Sometimes you go 4-3 just for shiggles. Mm-hmm.
0: They don't do it very often, but, yeah, it's, it's in their arsenal.
1: I love that. I think that brings us to our last segment, guys. We're finally going to make our picks. Yep. So we got Conference Championship Week NFC AFC Packers Bucks Bills Chiefs. First we're gonna go Packers Bucks.
0: I don't know who they got in that one.
1: Do I even have to say it? <laughs> yeah, uh go Green Bay. Go, pack go.
0: Um, after last weekend's playoff games, my buddy James, a Packers fan. He texts me. And he's like, he told me who his prediction was for the Super Bowl. And obviously, he took the Packers. Originally, I said Bucks. Just because I'll. They've been playing in the last few weeks. But since then, I've changed my mind. I'm going Packers. Um, this is why you don't ask me right off the bat when I got a week to sit there and think about.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I'm, I'm going Green Bay. Sweet. Um All right, then, the Bills or the Chiefs?
1: Um, Mahomes is supposed to play. Yep. But that being said, Chiefs have just been skating by, man, barely winning. Uh, I'd love to see Mahomes and Rodgers in the Super Bowl. Talk about an awesome (laughs) freaking Uh, quarterback matchup quarterback matchup as well as just like you know they both do commercials together it's always them right now in the media Yep. Yeah. it'd probably be the most popular Super Bowl of all time
0: yeah <laughs> yeah
1: it might even break ratings because everybody's at home nobody's going out of their house to watch the game they're you know everybody's at home because of COVID
0: and you also gotta remember another You know, interesting part about that game is where did Andy Reid get his first start as a coach? Green Bay. Yep. So.
1: Talk about just a crazy storyline that could potentially be. Um, I think we are tied right now in picks in the playoffs, aren't we? Nope,
0: you are up one.
1: I'm up one. Oh, Wow. Uh, last week we tied because yep. um what was it? I picked the Browns but obviously they lost yep. to the Chiefs and then you picked the I picked the Saints. The, yeah, you picked the Saints to beat the Bucks and the Bucks won. So and that was really just a stab in the dark but I'm glad to hopefully get some redemption here and um, man, I'm 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 torn because I kind of want to go against you, because then who are you gonna pick in the Super Bowl? Are we gonna go against each other for the tiebreaker? <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I say I say we go against each other. Let's do that.
1: Yeah. All right. So, well then I'm going with the Chiefs.
0: <laughs> that doesn't for the goddamn Football Podcast. Yeah. Yeah.